1: One of the main reasons that a lot of people were choosing not to have children or delaying or were unsure if they wanted to have children was because of the idea of having to give up their leisure time.
0: Thanks for listening to We're Momming today. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.com slash momming. It's the place where any podcast listener can leave a star rating and review no matter where you listen to podcasts. today with Rachel Birchie about taking time for yourself what me time does that exist maybe Rachel is the author of the kids are in bed finding time for yourself in the chaos of parenting she joins us now Uh, Rachel I say that's impossible you say no help help me
1: yeah I mean it can feel impossible but I think you know it starts with being really intentional about your time and sort of paying attention to the few moments that you can get and forgetting about waiting for that hour to yourself or those two hours to pop up because, as you know, they're, they don't come around very often, but 20 minutes might or even five, and if we use those, you know, intentionally and, um, you know, make good choices about what we do with our time, and that doesn't mean always self-improvement. That can just be whatever it is that you enjoy. Um, I think you might find it can be actually quite revitalizing.
0: Rachel, what can you do in five minutes? That's a good choice.
1: I, I like to do the mini crossword. <laughs> um, okay, you know you can text a friend and have a and have a quick you know exchange. You can read a poem or just read you know a paragraph of a novel you're working on. Um, you can meditate. There's a lot of there's a lot of little things that if you do you know I talked to one the parenting expert who told me you know if you have three minutes and you read a poem, suddenly you think of yourself
0: as the kind of person who reads poetry. And the kind of person who reads poetry probably has time to themselves. So it's a little bit about sort of how you frame it. So for three minutes every day, I'm a poet. No, that, I like that. Okay, wait, what about, you know, you, have, you find five, ten minutes and you pick up your phone and you kind of just scroll through social media. Yes. Does that count we'll as, do as me time? I think it depends how you feel about it, you know? I talk to a lot of people who say to me, I put the kids to bed,
1: I come downstairs, I'm so out of it and exhausted and depleted, I just pick up my phone and I scroll Instagram and then when I go to bed, I feel like I wasted the whole night. And so then I would say, no, that doesn't count as me time because you don't feel good about that time. But if you're someone who really, that's what you enjoy and you feel like you kind of are able to connect with friends that way or... You know, you enjoy taking in that content? Great. I I I don't shame anyone for doing that. I think the problem is when you use your time in a way because you're so tired you can't make a choice that feels good and then you go to bed feeling like, "Oh my gosh, I only had 20 minutes to myself today and I just wasted them." And you feel like resentful or regretful.
0: How important is self-care? Self-care is so important. Uh, I mean, both
1: from, you know, mentally, physically, so there's the self-care of, like, exercising, going to the doctor, and all the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves to be better parents and better people and happier, healthier people, but then there's also the moments of, like, taking a bath or reading a book or whatever it is, again, that makes you happy, and that's super important, too, not just for your own sanity and to remember that you are more than just a mom and that you were a person before you had kids, but also for your kids. Um, you know, what parents, what kids want is less stressed parents. They don't want more time with their parents. And little bits of self-care can go a long way in kind of the de-stressing activities.
0: You, you actually make the argument that now we are spending more time with our kids than, than maybe ever, but it just might not feel like we're spending so much time with them. And that's that's kind of sad.
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, the research does show that even even a full-time working mother spends more time with her kids today than moms did in the 60s when, Why? you know, moms had more kids and worked less. And I think it's, you know, we live in this culture of intensive parenting where we feel like we have to be doing so much for our kids all the time to kind of secure their successful outcomes so if we're not physically parenting you know feeding or taking care of our kids once they're asleep we're ordering diapers or signing up for activities or emailing the teacher we just feel selfish if we're doing something for ourselves and not for our children
0: i also think we sort of multitask more because because of our phones we can outsource so much and you can there's just we're just more productive because we have technology to help us be productive
1: Absolutely. And, and, but, you know, the, the flip side to that is that multitasking actually is, is really hard and this research sort research of shows that we're not actually as good at it as we think we are. And so instead, we're kind of taking longer to do everything and not really enjoying any of it. So I always say, I like to watch TV while I fold laundry, and all that kind of does is sort of make it so that I only half enjoy the show and, I'm, you know, taking longer to to fold the laundry than I need to and I'm not paying attention to my – or I'm, you know, checking my email on my phone when I'm with my kid and then kind of nobody wins. So I think it is part of the thing we all have to train ourselves to do, myself very much included, (laughs) is kind of focus on the task at hand, whether that is being present with our kids or, you know, doing the stuff on the screens that we need to do.
0: That's actually, you know, you really have me thinking now about the laundry and the watching TV because every (laughs) now and then, like, when I have a little bit of time and freedom, I'm like, oh, I really wanted to do this, but this needs to get done. So I sit on my bed and I fold my laundry and it takes forever and I only half watch the show that I want to watch. And that's just a big waste of time, I suppose.
1: Exactly, exactly. And then you don't get sort of benefits from the time for yourself. You know, I'm like you, I love to watch TV and I, I need to enjoy that time because it's the only you know time for myself that I have potentially in a day. So if I'm kind of contaminating that with all the other to-dos, all the stuff we have to do for our kids, suddenly it doesn't feel relaxing. And that's, I think, one of the big takeaways that I had when I was researching this book was this idea of kind of mental load. And I heard, I did a survey and heard from more than 70% of parents in the survey said that their free time didn't feel free because they were constantly thinking about everything they could or should be doing.
0: Mental Uh, overload. It's like when you go to a yoga class and, you know, throughout the class, the instructor is like, erase your mental to-do list. And it's like, dude, I can't. I can't. I'm trying. (laughs) I know that's why I'm here, but, like, I just can't. Because our inclination is to say – I mean, in my case, I leave class early sometimes. I'm like, okay, I have – uh, 15 minutes to get home and quickly change and then take so-and-so somewhere. And it's like, oh my God. But if I didn't move that fast, I wouldn't have been able to go to the class in the first place. And I feel like I'm just always running around in a circle, knocking my head on the wall.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Or like you're on the massage table and you're thinking about, you know, all the emails you need to return. And suddenly this thing that is supposed to be very relaxing and luxurious doesn't even feel so, you know, calming. And so, um, I really kind of try to promote what I call pockets of indulgence, which are just moments with a beginning and end, and they don't have to be very long. You know, it could be a yoga class, but it could also be, as we talked about, you know, 20 minutes, where you really kind of allow yourself guilt-free to lean into that time just for yourself. And sometimes I find that because it has an end, you know, there's an end moment on that, it's easier to do that because, you know, the dishes will still be there, the emails will still be there. I'm not trying to say, like, okay, I'm going to forget everything and just take all this time for myself. It's just like these 10 minutes on my to-do list, just like anything else, are for me, and then I'll get back to all the other
0: stuff. Okay, Rachel, hold that thought. I want to know more about Pockets of Indulgence. We'll be back right after this. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care Okay, we're back on We're Momming Today with Rachel Birchie talking about what she calls pockets of indulgence. Basically, those short periods, 20 minutes of time where you can kind of just veg out, rejuvenate, do whatever. But I, I think my pushback as a working mom to that, and I, I should say as a what feels like a single working mom, Rachel, because my, my husband's always away traveling. Right. So I'm on an 18-day stretch right now with just me and my kids. I have a nanny. Wow. But as soon as I get home from work, she she's done. So you know, I've totally have the two job thing, and I mm-hmm. think my question for you is: How do you schedule the the twenty minutes? Like, I would need yeah. a babysitter to watch my kids, or just giving them the iPad count because <laughs> then they'll leave me alone for twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think childcare obviously is one really hard part of this whole conversation. It's yeah, expensive, and people feel you know might feel guilty, but that's why the book is called "The Kids Are in Bed" because that's sort of that time where I think okay. If I can get my kids to bed and I have even just an hour, maybe, I, I sometimes have two my kids, you know, between when they're asleep and when I am. Um, and so I try to break it up and say, like, okay, for 30 minutes, I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to watch a show. I'm going to read a book, whatever it is, and then maybe exercise. Um, and then I'm going to get back to it. Then I have to clean up. You know, I, my husband travels for work as well, and so I, I can totally commiserate with, with what you're saying. And I think um, that's why, you know, I'm not saying, like, Everyone should ditch their kids or should, you know, have a hire a babysitter all the time, although, you know, sometimes that's great. Um, but that time after the kids go to bed, that's the time, I'm right? Or for some people, not me, um, it's that time before the kids wake up in the morning. Mm. Um, you know, different people can find, I, when I, I talk to a lot of parents and they find their time in really interesting ways. I talked to one woman literally who, her kid, she had her kid for the day because it was a snow day at school and she had to go to Ikea. And so she checked her kid into the, um, like, play space, and then she went and got the doorknobs she needed to get. And then she was like, I'm sitting on a couch reading because my kid's as can be in the play space at Ikea. So I'm taking this moment now. So I think if you kind of start to pay attention, you can suddenly find, like, oh, I have 30 minutes because I just dropped one kid off at the birthday party and the other one's napping, or the kids have just gone to sleep, or they're, you know – like I said, some people wake up early to kind of ease into the day. I talked to a friend just last night who said that she sets her alarm for 30 minutes before her kids wake up so she can kind of like meditate and start the day well. So I think there are ways to do it without having to, you know, hire a, hire a babysitter necessarily, but uh-huh. it definitely takes paying attention and kind of grabbing those unexpected moments. Okay.
0: I, I want to go back to um to the... The, you know, getting your kids to sleep early and then, and then doing yeah. something after they go to sleep. I do want to admit, I I read your book with a pen and I was just like making smiley faces and exclamation mm. points on so many pages because I was like, oh my God, this happy. is so me. You had some trouble getting your kids to bed because it's a yeah. process. You don't just like shut their bedroom door or pop <clears throat> them in their crib. like. What it requires <laughs> having to get up and get them things and potty and this. And it's it's really annoying. So yes. I have a tip that I do not recommend. Um, when So my, my husband puts my daughter to bed at night. That's his job. But when he's traveling, which is all the time, I decided, okay, I just don't have the patience for all of that. She's just going to sleep next to me. And it's much easier. But then I have zero downtime because she has the TV. I can't watch one of my shows in front of her. Yeah. So so if you can just give me and some parents out there tips on how to quickly get your kids to bed so it's not a song and a dance and a two-hour production. And if you have more than one kid, you're doing this twice. Yes.
1: Yeah. Or three times. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not, I, I'm not the, the bedtime whisperer, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I go through all the same to-do. It's funny because my husband was traveling recently, for work, and so my kids started to realize that they could come in. If they came in my room in the middle of the night, I would just be half asleep, so I just pull them in the bed, <laughs> as opposed to having to wake up in the night and put them. Yeah, it's easier. But yeah, so I mean, for us, you know, the, the very beginning of my book, it was a whole song and dance with my daughter. It was just one of those nights where she wasn't going to bed, and so that night I did have to, you know, some days some days it doesn't work the way you hope it is going to, and that night I found myself sitting outside her, her. Door in the hallway, reading a book on my phone, waiting for her to fall asleep. Um, but I find that you know if we kind of go through the routine you know a few nights in a row, I had to sit there one night and then the next night, and then I was like all right i 'm done <laughs> this isn 't happening um, and sort of you know kind of go through the repetition training but i you know my book is is very much about sort of how to take care of yourself when you're when your kids are when you 're not with your kids because my kids are six and a half and four. I am very much still learning <laughs> how to how to conquer this parenting thing.
0: I know, I know. I, well, I don't think anyone really ever truly conquers yeah. <laughs> it. We just pray for the best. I, I did want to ask you, yeah, as we talk about struggling and finding creative ways to have that me time, that that self care. Um, is there is. Is the fear of not having it, or maybe you can even label it selfishness in some instances, is that preventing women from having children and men from having children? Are they saying, you know, I'm just, I'm not equipped to just give up myself entirely?
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, there's a, the New York Times did a study a couple of years ago and found that one of the main reasons that a lot of people were choosing not to have children or delaying or were unsure if they wanted to have children was because of the idea of having to, Give up their leisure time, and I think you know a lot of people without children sort of took issue with that because you know you say leisure time, and I think people think of like you know lying on the beach, and it's not it's not that. But I would talk to people who you know they have creative pursuits and and you know career ambitions and um, things that they want to do with their time, and they know that they would have to give that up or give a lot of it up or make some big sacrifices that they you know decided. That they don't want to do. I talked to one woman who basically said to me, I would be a great mom. I know I would put my kids first. I would do all the things I'm supposed to do, but I already don't have time for everything I want to do. And if I had kids, I really won't have time because I'll put them first. I'll do everything I, you know, I know is the right thing to do. And, and I don't want to make that choice.
0: Well, I'm going to give some pushback to that because I think that's a fear, but it's kind of one of those things when you're, when you're in the game, you kind of just figure out how to play it. You know, you yeah. t- it's hard and we complain, but in the end we get through it, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm the I mean, most productive person in the world because because I I, I use every 15 minutes I have.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what other what choice do you have? Yes, I think kids definitely um, teach us a lot about time management and how to how to kind of get it all done. But oftentimes, the thing that that goes then is kind of the moments for yourself because they feel quote unquote selfish. And so, what I hope people will take away from this book is like. You're doing enough. You're doing so much for your kids. It's not selfish. And in fact, it's good for you and it's good for your family and good for your children to see you you know, taking time for yourself and taking care of yourself as much as you take care of them.
0: Yeah, it's like the first time you drop your kid off at school or daycare and they're like just crying for you and you feel terrible, but then mm. when they're actually comfortable there and you can just leave, it's like, peace out. <laughs> it's, uh, it's See the, you later. It's joy. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Loved the book. Everybody should check it out. The kids are in bed. Rachel Birchie, so good to speak with you. Thank you for the advice. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from The Kitchen Table, The Duffy's, at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.